Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my main man and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I feel good today, Foltz. How about yourself? I'm feeling really good. i uh kind of excited because for a while, and uh, you know, there's just been too many things with lockdowns and things of that nature, and you know, not knowing what's going to be what, but we're finally going to be going on trip to florida and we're going to be taking a nice two-week trip to go down there because uh from what i hear it's basically like uh taking a vacation in 2019 yeah i've heard the same thing basically everything's open um they don't have uh mask mandates so you don't have to worry about you know whether whether or not if you have a you know, something preventing you from wearing one and having to go in there or whether you're against them or not. You just go into a restaurant or go sit in a bar or go to a movie theater, which is almost unheard of. We were talking about that in pre-show. That might be something I might have to do because... Do it while you can. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of states, especially Pennsylvania, I mean, you don't hear anybody saying, we're, we're going to the movies tonight or anything of that nature. Yeah, it's not like the family's getting together and going out and uh, going to the movies and grabbing a bucket of popcorn and all sharing it. It's not. It's not how. It's yeah. Happening. So I mean, yeah. So me and my family, we're excited. We're gonna we're gonna drive down because uh, you know we're we're a rather large family, but uh, we're gonna drive down and. Uh, my younger kids, I just think that, I mean, they've been, you know, that cyber school all year and there's, there's never really anything to do or anywhere to go where we live to do. Um, so yeah, a little bit of freedom will be, will be nice. Just go out on the beaches and just, uh, forget about all the nonsense for a while. It'll be good. It'll be good for your family. It'll be good for you. Uh, you'll probably be back by the time this episode airs. <laughs> Very likely. So. I'm sure I had an awesome time, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, how was your time? I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you how how open it was and and what we experienced down there. But um, having said all that, I mean, it brings us into what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is basically the vaccine passports. And uh, it's 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 interesting to think. I mean, is uh, if you want to have a little bit of, you know, quote unquote, for the lack of a better term, freedom by going down to a state like Florida, is that going to be something that you're going to have to do uh, when you have, uh, you know, a governor in the in the state of Florida, I believe DeSantis, he is, uh, you know, he's responsible basically for having the state be open and, and you know, businesses be flourishing and, it, you know, people are moving there in droves. Is that going to be like the vacation spot for a lot of people who chose or choose not to get the vaccine, um, are they going to be deprived of certain things and being able to go certain places? And that's what you know we're going to cover in its entirety, hopefully. And from our point of view and from some point of view of, uh, we'll say analysts, I never like to say experts, but uh, we'll cover some analyst points of view. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to give it our, own subtle beast twist which will be interesting so so you've uh, you've heard about uh vaccine passports and the idea behind it has been around in books by authors for years um anyone who's writing about uh disease viruses things of that nature they've always written about you know having the credentials of the vaccination in order to travel in the future 
and I've always said sometimes art imitates life, sometimes life imitates art, but you never kind of know which one is which, and then at some point they merge. So are we looking at a future with, you know, more lockdowns um, and maybe giving up more liberties in order to maintain a level of safety or are you looking at a possible rebellion um, and what Fultz is talking about down in Florida could be the very start of that. Both sides, I mean, it's a fledgling argument. You don't know how things are going to go. You can only speculate in the future, but there are some things that are happening right now. As always, we like to present the facts to you guys, the audience, and kind of let you decide. We always have a little of our, um, our our opinions, but we try to stay neutral and objective in, in the reporting. I do have one uh, honorable mention. A longtime listener, Mike Transu, who has sent in some uh, messages to Subtle Beast over the entire pandemic and the lockdown asking specifically about vaccinations and vaccine passports and uh think this show will clear up topics or anything that you want to communicate to subtle beast please feel free to get with us we're on all the socials and we are not hard to get a hold of that is right so yeah so we're going to get down to the meat of it i uh, i don't think it's any surprise or any shock to anybody how well i'll speak for i can speak for the united states uh, it seems to be a split. I mean, I wouldn't say a clean split, but um, and I wouldn't even say that it's a uh, a Democrat Republican thing. I think that it's just a uh, there's a huge there's a huge portion of people out there that are for it and they see the benefit of it and they uh, or and or they have to take it. Um, and there's another portion out there that just believes in you know, herd immunity and. Uh, Who's to say who's right? But um, I guess we'll um, just dive right into it. Yeah. So, like, so is it likely that uh, vaccine passports will emerge uh, as the next quote unquote coronavirus or variant of COVID 19 goes through or comes through our country as it's been stated in, in England? Now, businesses and universities, of course, they always want a fast and easy way to see if students and customers are vaccinated. Now, conservative politicians have turned vaccine passports into a cultural flashpoint. Uh, Cathay Pacific Airlines, or Cathay Pacific Airlines, convinced that digital proof of coronavirus vaccination vaccination will bring out will bring about the return of safe international travel. And it asked its pilots and crew to try out a new mobile app that showed their vaccination status on a recent flight from Hong Kong to L.A. New York has rolled out the Excelsior Pass, billed by the state as a free, fast, and secure way to present digital proof of COVID-19 vaccination. In case reopening sports and entertainment venues require proof of attendees' status. And even Walmart, the nation's largest private employer, is offering electronic verification apps to patients vaccinated in its stores so they can, quote-unquote, easily access their vaccine status as needed, the company says. Now, around the country, businesses, schools, politicians are considering, quote-unquote, vaccine passports, digital proof of vaccination against the coronavirus as a path to reviving the economy and getting Americans back to work and play, 
businesses especially fear that too many customers will stay away unless they can be assured that the other patrons have been inoculated. Let me tell you something. I think it'll be a cold day in heck before Walmart uh, mandates that you are vaccinated before you come into one of their stores. I think so, too. I think that it would be... uh, suicide to to a business i mean like like i was just saying how how divided we are uh again not just politically but on our stances on this particular vaccine i would think that you're alienating 50 percent of your customers and look i'll just tell i'll just tell a quick story real quick um how how incredibly crazy it is sometimes how the bottom line or your dollar bill can uh prevent covid i guess from spreading because i was just took my son recently to go look for a car now i have an autoimmune disease uh i don't i don't do the masks i don't recommend the masks to my family and uh we got to the point after looking for a car to um to go inside and they were like well you guys are gonna have to put a mask on well, I just, I just stopped and I just looked at him and I was just like, okay, well, then we're going to get going. And he just said, no, okay, you guys don't need masks on. So me walking away and not making the sale, if this was, you know, if it was that needed, but then they let me, they let me, my wife and my son into the building without masks on so that they could do this deal. I think that that's going to be a similar effect through companies throughout the U.S., if not the world. Yeah, man, money talks. It's always the same way. The mighty dollar always rules. Well, it happened with a uh, with a, a gym called Planet Fitness. They had said that all of their people had to come in. Uh, this was this was months ago, and saying that they they had to they had to wear masks. And then millions of people canceled their uh, memberships overnight. The next day, you don't need to wear masks anymore. So, but hopefully, I guess. Uh, with the population that wants to get the vaccine, hopefully that'll be a thing of the past. Just a side note, uh, Planet Fitness is following all the rules that are set up in our local government. Uh, Planet Fitness is doing a great job. Thank you, Planet Fitness. So, wh- where are we going to go next? So, okay, so, well, here we go. Uh, what were we saying? That, that, uh, that businesses were on the cusp of businesses may do that, right? Yes. So, well, let me ask you this. Since, uh, do you think that businesses should have the right to do that, to require patients or patients to require the public, whether to come into your establishment on whether you've been vaccinated against COVID-19 or not? Well, I will say this. I believe in the preservation of rights and as much as I believe in the preservation of rights of an individual. I also believe in the preservation of rights of any corporation because they are not government. They have a wider range of rights. So if a business chooses to make it a mandate that they ha- they require vaccinations to be shown, then I believe it's their right to do that. Do I think it's a smart business move? No, I don't. I don't think that's a smart business move. And I don't think a lot of people are going to do it because I don't think it's going to make a lot of money for a lot of businesses. I think they're going to be leaving too much on the table and too much up to their competition. So I don't think they're going to do it, but I think that they should have the right to do it. 
So that would be saying though. So so you're saying that you should think you you think they should have the right to do it if they're privately owned. And well, there's going to be a portion that we'll get into here here soon. What about the airlines? Now everyone can say, oh well, they're a privately owned company. But that's nonsense if you think about the uh, the economy crash of 2008. Were they or were they not bailed out by the United States government? And what the American people got like fourteen hundred dollars, and they got millions as they showed up to their court hearings and their private jets and everything. If you're being funded or being bailed out by the government, then I think that that should remove that choice. That's my opinion, and because it's become a government entity, then you're being funded by the government, and we're already protected in this country under HIPAA that we sh- we should never have to disclose what our medical diagnoses are to anybody outside of our doctor and or maybe our children uh, enter that go to public school. I like that argument. And I, and I agree with you there. The 2008 crash, you look at the companies that were funded and you have your, your Freddie Macs, you know, you got, you need to have mortgages out there. You need, you need to have people getting houses. You got your car companies because people need to get around. Those are necessities. You got your air travel because people need to travel and, and not travel the old fashioned way. Travel in an airplane. If you got to get to LA, you got to get to LA, man. Uh, but with those funds, with those bailouts comes a new responsibility. It, it comes with a new set of rules. And I think that they lose some of those private industry rights that they may think they have, or maybe they think that they're still private industry, but they're really government funded. And I think when it comes to that, then you need to have a broader scope of who you let on an airplane. I think that they should not require vaccinations to get on an airplane. I think that there is no jeopardy to the other passengers because you're already vaccinated, right? You're not going to get it. That's right. If you're vaccinated and the person next to you isn't, then you should have nothing to worry about. But if that person isn't vaccinated, I don't think you should turn them away at the door and then they're not allowed to get on the airplane. Yeah. What difference should it make? Um, uh, uh, you know, kids today, they can get uh, the vaccination for chickenpox. I kind of wish they would have had that when I was a kid because it was horrible. My, my grandmother was a nurse and she would always say, well, look how bad it is on the outside. It looks exactly like that on the inside. So you had all that stuff all over your organs and stuff too. Yeah. And, uh, but look, if a kid today, if my kid was going to go over and play at a kid's house where I knew that their kid wasn't vaccinated against chicken pox, is. and I would think that that would come into play hopefully in some kind of common sense fashion or at least if the people that choose to get vaccinated they, then they should be able to to ditch the masks because even the cdc has said that you know the, a proportion of the people that ended up getting coronavirus even if it was a small percentage was by people that had been wearing masks all the time so i don't know it's a slippery slope and uh, again if it's government funded which you know, the correct term would be the people of the United States funded. It's our taxpayer money. So you're going to turn me away, even though I indirectly bailed you out. Not a smart move. All right. So where do we going from? I think this one continues on for a little bit. So we got a little into discussion. But here we go with can schools require that students prove that they've been injected with what is still officially an experimental prophylaxis? the same way they are required long-approved vaccines for measles and polio. And finally, can government mandate vaccinations, pardon me, 
stand in the way of businesses or educational institutions that demand proof? Now, legal experts say the answer to all these questions is generally yes. Though in a society so divided, politicians are already girding for a fight. Government entities like school boards and the army can require vaccinations for entry, service, and travel. Practices that flow from a 1905 Supreme Court ruling that said states could require residents to be vaccinated against smallpox or pay a fine. Now, a community has the right to protect itself against an epidemic of disease, which threatens the safety of its members, says Justice John Marshall Harlan, who wrote in Jacobson versus Massachusetts, the 1905 case. Private companies, moreover, are free to refuse to employ or do business with whomever they want, subject to only a few exceptions, ones that do not include vaccination status. And the states can probably override that freedom by enacting a law barring discrimination based on vaccination status. And I believe that's what Governor DeSantis in Florida has done. Right. I think he's already come out because there was a university. Uh, I'll save that. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Right. You want to jump in there? Well, let's talk about the school thing. Well, that's true. That's true. So since the topic is uh, vaccination IDs, so like Steve was saying at the beginning, we, we, we do have it to an extent already. If your children are in public school, which mine used to be, um, you had to pr- produce certain types of uh, proof of vaccination from the doctor so that your kids could be among the other kids. Now, my... My argument here now is that with vaccinations, if we, you know, if we break down what that definition is, I don't have Webster's right in front of me, but vaccine, vaccines make so that you do not get a disease, so that you are immune from getting a disease or prevents you from getting it. And so measles and polio, uh, you don't hear too many kids getting that today. It's still out there. Kids can get it, but it's more or less eradicated from vaccinations. Now, the vaccination now, if to say that they should have it in schools, now correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but this one that you get now, they're, they're not even sure that you may not even need a booster in six months because well, there wasn't really any trials. I guess right now the, the people are, are the trials. Yeah, a little bit about the vaccine. Crazy, crazy background to it. So the technology that they used for this vaccine is different than they've used for any other vaccine in the history of national level vaccines and we didn't have the technology until 2016 so if this pandemic would have hit uh five years ago we would be in a much different boat because they would have had to go through years of testing to get the vaccine where it is currently meaning they would have to take an inert piece of COVID-19 and put it into a vaccine, then inject that, which is usually like an egg-based soluble solution, into your body. And then your body would fight, your white blood cells would fight that inert or not able to infect you um, piece of the disease and you would create an immunity. But that's not, that's not how this vaccine works. Science has progressed to a new level. And what they're doing with this virus vaccine is they are creating an anomaly in one of your cells. And the anomaly is that that has a little thing that sticks out of the cell and you grow this thing because they are changing that cell's DNA base when they inject you with this vaccine so that it grows the little spike that you see on the news, the coronavirus spike that hooks onto your lungs. Well, you're going to grow one of them out of one of your cells. Then your white 
blood cells are going to attack that. You're going to create an immunity to that little spike, not necessarily to COVID-19, but to the part of COVID-19 that attaches to your body. So you create an immunity to that, then it renders the rest of the virus useless because it can't attach to your body. So there's two very different basis for the vaccines. This new vaccine is completely untested. I mean, I was going to say it's... I was going to say when you were done, I'm like, of course, this is all theoretical. Right. They theoretically proved it, and they had been using it in science um, on a smaller scale, but to roll it out to hundreds of millions of people and say that this is going to get us to herd immunity, it's 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 a scientific guesstimate. Right, because there are, there have been people that have come out already that three weeks after they've gotten both injections, that then they tested positive for COVID nineteen. So I mean, it just I don't want to have me came to bring this argue, argument up, but if you were vaccinated for measles or polio, how common would it be that you would test positive for that within a month, or should you ever? Right. Well, I'm splitting those in half. Polio, not measles. Yes, there are uh, definitely cases of measles in the world. I think polio is pretty much gone. Yeah, polio is pretty much eradicated. But measles do pop up, and they are nasty, and they do hurt people. They can kill you. Yeah, they are in a lot of uh, third world countries. But uh, as far as vaccines in schools, I think they're going to follow suit with what they've done up until now, which is to require the vaccines. I believe it's a requirement, correct? I don't know about schools because my children aren't in public school anymore, but I haven't heard about the local district around us. Uh, it wouldn't surprise I mean, me. But like as far as measles, mumps, rubella. Oh, oh, yeah. Those are all required. Those are all required. Yeah. So and, I, and I can't my children them. did have those. I mean, going in through through elementary school, I mean, those were some. But I mean, as far as other vaccinations that they've they've pushed, like a, there's a Gardasil, which they say per, prevents you from getting HPV. Uh I'm not a person that always takes the doctor's word for it. I, I do some research and I, I've read that there is some horrible direct effects to that. And the reason I say direct effects is because I don't believe that there are side effects to anything. If something happens, it's a direct effect of what you put in yourself. So I don't know. Well, I mean, and the, the argument for this one is that it is being injected into your body. It is changing the DNA of a cell to create that spike to come out. So what, people are saying is if you're changing the DNA of a cell or possible cells in your body, what's to stop that from replicating and what's to stop that from changing the now future of your body or generational future? Is that going to affect your children somehow because you've injected something that's changing the DNA of your cells, even though it was, you don't know. Are you going to be watching TV 20 years from now and say, did you take the COVID-19 vaccination? You may be, you know, for compensation. Right. Have you breathed in asbestos? Right. Right. So, well, let's see what, where else we can go here. All right. Uh, let's see. So, as the nation struggles to emerge from one of the worst public health crises in a century, the arrival of the digital vaccine verification apps, a modern version of the World Health Organization's quote-unquote yellow card that provides international proof of yellow fever vaccination has generated intense debate over whether proof of vaccination can be required at all. Now, this within this last week, 
Governor Greg Abbott of Texas became the latest Republican governor to issue an executive order barring state agencies and private entities receiving funds from the state from requiring proof of vaccination. There we go. That's good. In my opinion, the World Health Organization, citing equity concerns, also said on Tuesday that it currently did not support mandatory proof of vaccination for international travel. Others are moving forward. Universities like Rutgers, Brown, and Cornell have already said they will require proof of vaccination for students this fall. The Miami Heat this week became the first team in the NBA to open special vaccinated-only sections. And though businesses have yet to announce outright bans on unvaccinated clientele, some states and technology firms are preparing. At least 17 companies or nonprofits are developing websites or apps that might be used by sporting venues, restaurants, and other businesses seeking to keep their customers and employees safe. According to Joel White, the executive director of Health Innovation Alliance, a broad coalition of health providers, tech companies, employers, and insurers, Airlines, including JetBlue and United, are also testing the Common Pass app developed by The Commons Project, a nonprofit trust dedicated to using technology to help people control their personal information. Airlines for America, the trade group for the nation's major carriers, opposes making proof of vaccination mandatory for air travel, but would like a clean, easy way for travelers to show their status. Other countries may require proof of vaccination, and the apps can also be used to prove negative coronavirus test results, which use the United States, which the United States requires for international travelers. I have so much to say. I have so much to say, too. Steve, you go first. <laughs> first of all, out of respect, I want to credit Aaron Schaff and the New York Times. Uh, thank you for the snippets. Um, as far as the special vaccinated-only sections, I completely see that happening a lot more. Um, that was the Miami Heat, and that was the first NBA team to do that. They just have special sections. And basically what's happening with those big arenas is they're getting – hammered with regulations they're at 25 percent occupancy that's not going to pay the bills so to get around that i think this is a workaround from the corporations that own them they are going to have these special vaccinated only sections which if uh the majority of the population is vaccinated then really it doesn't matter what they call it they're just bringing more people in and then they can have 25% occupancy of a non-vaccinated area, which is going to allow for way more people to come in and enjoy the Miami Heat game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I disagree with a, uh, a section designated to people that are vaccinated. Look, we're going through enough in this country, enough division. Do we really need a, a venue where you're going to relax and have a good time and have, because it is a form of segregation amongst people that, in my opinion, you're putting up on a platform and be like, you get to sit here because you've done what you were, you were told and you got your vaccination, but... You know, you people down here, maybe you'll learn. I just think it's a condescending way, and it's it's an invasion of, of people's rights. And, and I, I don't like to see one set of people being put on a pedestal above another, no matter what the case, no matter what the politics. I just don't think that it's right. I love, I love that uh, point of view. Thank you, brother. Yeah. All right. Now, on the face of things, requiring proof of vaccination, it seems... A lot like no shoes, no shirt, no service, said Mark Tushnet, a law professor at Harvard. 
Now, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention already provides everyone who is vaccinated a card that can serve as proof. And people can always carry paper records or a negative coronavirus test. But industry leaders like digital vaccination apps to security screening services like the TSA PreCheck. It's not required, but it might make the travel experience smoother. They want to do that? Fine. Because I don't do the TSA PreCheck anyway. I also don't. I You have like, I was a mark on your license or something when your TSA pre-check. Yeah. And it really speeds up. I mean, they walk right to the front of the line, put their hands up. They don't even have to take their shoes off. They just go right through the line. And then you get a, uh, a schmuck like me who doesn't do a lot of air travel. And I've got my belt in my hand, oh, my yeah. keys in the bucket, uh, my computer open, and all my things out Spread across the TSA security line. That big x-ray machine, you just saw me completely naked. It takes 15 minutes for me to get my stuff back together and find my wife. I know, you're hopping over to the nearest bench. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, let's see. Oh, in Israel, they have what's called a green pass, and it's already in place. That allows vaccinated citizens to go to restaurants, concerts, and sporting events. Backers of digital vaccination cards are pressing the Biden administration to become involved at least by setting standards for privacy and for verifying the accuracy of the records. The White House is clearly skittish. The government is not now, nor will be supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. Jen Paskey, the White House press secretary, said on Tuesday, there will be no federal vaccination database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. And that's from the White House, so that's coming from our government. So take that as uh, as you will. Well, that's the starting point. I mean, that is a stance. That that is a stance which I hope sticks, um, because I've seen both on the left and right make promises that we just seen go right out the window. Well, yeah, they crumble. You, you make a promise, you take a stand, and then for some reason, and then the, you say, "I never said it," and then the media <laughs> never covers it. The pressure gets too big, and the stance crumbles. Yeah, she promised that the administration would provide some form of guidance, most likely in the form of questions and answers about privacy, security, discrimination, and concerns. Last week, the chief technology officer of the Department of Health and Human Services held a conference call with state and local health officials who are mystified by the administration's rhetorics. What is that, Steve? Reticence. Reticence, yeah. It's going to be necessary to have this, and there's going to have to be some kind of system where it's verified, said Dr. Marcus Placia, the chief medical officer of the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials. I think everybody in our network is a little bit perplexed by the way the federal government seems to be at arm's length with this. That was a really – let me go back there the chief medical officer of the association of state and territorial health official. That's a pretty long title. That is now I like that one. Now, did, well, I don't think we touched on uh, when we were going over like the airline restrictions on now, of course we, we touched on whether it'll affect their bottom line or not, but international travel with a vaccination ID, I think is going to kill really big tourist destinations. Hawaii may suffer. Uh, the Caribbean may suffer. Bermuda may suffer doing things like that. And, you know, that's just to name a few. I mean, uh, look, if locally here where we live, if Hershey Park requires that, they're going to take a hit. Uh, I just don't I don't want to see. I just I just want choice. I want choice. Yeah. When you add the economics in, um, you have to you have to use economics to scale. If you look at Italy, 
Italy was hard hit by COVID-19. At, at one point, they were locked down for over a month. They had their windows open. Uh, every evening, they would bring guitars out and sing to each other to keep their, their hopes up. Um, Italy is going to require heavy regulation to get into it, although they, they, rep, rep, they, they make their living on people coming in and seeing the Roman cathedrals and uh, the Colosseum. They make their living on um, Venice, you know, the canals in Venice. So they are going to make less of a living because there are going to be less people traveling there because there are going to be less people that are vaccinated with these vaccination passports. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah, and again, I hate to keep going back to it, but it's just like if if you're vaccinated, you have nothing to worry about from me. Now, if two unvaccinated people are in there and they get COVID, and well, then I guess that's on them. But but leave it to leave it to be choice. I mean, uh, you know, it's been said before: my body, my choice. It should be that case with anything that's going to be injected into your body, or and like Steve said, change uh, your DNA. So, uh, Steve, do you want to carry on for a little bit? Yeah. One arm of the government has offered some help. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has told employers that they can mandate coronavirus vaccination because public, public health comes first. If an employee cannot get vaccinated because of a disability or a sincerely held religious belief and the company cannot make an accommodation, the agency said then it would be lawful for the employer to exclude the employee from the workplace. And that's coming from the Equal Opportunity Commission. Awesome. Now, conservatives and libertarians, though, they're, they're resisting such mandates. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida last Friday signed an executive order barring businesses from requiring patrons or customers to show vaccine, vaccine documentation under penalty of losing state contracts. Mississippi's Republican Governor Tate Reeves said on Sunday that he, too, opposed the idea. I have to say, and this isn't politics, but I have to say that I agree with them. Again, it, it comes down to freedom of choice for me. Well, I mean, and Texas was on board with that. You got Florida, you got Texas, you yeah. got Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, I believe, is considered a Midwest state, but those other two are southern states. So you get your southern states with a different opinion than the northern states. We've seen that in the entire history of America. Well, they've stated that... Uh a lot of good sunlight and vitamin D is also good for protecting you against COVID-19. So these states, you know, they may be onto something. Instead of lockdowns in the summertime, people should be outside. Now, in states where it gets cold, I should say. Uh, now, that has left technology executives like Stanley Campbell in, in the lurch. His firm, Eagle Force, which specializes in health records, has created MyVax, a digital platform that he said might even be used by farmers to screen their workers. Mr. Campbell, a Florida native, pitched the idea to Florida Agriculture Commission Commissioner last week, a day before Mr. DeSantis issued his ban. It's not really political football, which is what they keep using this thing as, said Mr. Campbell, whose wife, Cheryl Campbell, is also a healthcare technology expert and recently joined the Biden administration. It's sad because Florida could lead the nation in this if we just took a minute to talk and think it through. Mr. DeSantis ordered 
has already altered the back-to-school plans for Nova Southeastern University based in Fort Lauderdale, which has announced a policy for returning students to be vaccinated. The university president and chief executive officer, George Hanbury, said the university was reviewing the order and planned to follow it. We're not trying to do anything but protect our students, he said. Republican critics say vaccine passports raise the specter of centralized databases of vaccinated people, which they view as a government intrusion of privacy, which I have to say, if a university is going to put, put those restrictions, give you, you have to be vaccinated to come back. Well, then you have your choice not to go there. Right. Too. I mean, you're paying to go there. So if you look at that as a form of oppression, then you technically, then you're paying to be oppressed and you shouldn't do that. Uh, let's see a vaccine report. Here's a, a unified, centralized system for providing or denying access to everyday activities like shopping and dining would be a nightmare for civil liberties and privacy. Justin Amash, a former Republican congressman who is now a libertarian. But in fact, every state already has a database or immunization registry. And under data use agreements, the states are required to share the information and share their and share their registries with the CDC through the agency de-identifies the information and not all states have agreed to provide it. And digital vaccine cards are not new. The STC Health, an Arizona-based healthcare technology company, created an app called MyIR, or My Immunization Record, about five years ago with the idea of helping parents who need their children's vaccination records for school or camp. The app, which is free, connects with immunization registries of five states and can verify vaccination data for the state residents. We never built it as a digital passport kind of thing because that wasn't an issue at the time. The company's chief executive officer, Mike Popovich, said in an interview, but here in Arizona, I got my COVID shot and four hours later, I could, I could use that to take a look at my record and that have been reported to the state information system. And there it was. With apps already proliferating, the Health Innovation Alliance sent a letter last month to Jeffrey D. Zients, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, calling on the administration to set standards. Mr. White, the organization's executive director, said the group had not gotten an answer. He said he understood his fellow Republicans' concerns, but disagreed. You know, we live in a free society where people are free to work, or not, to go to concerts, or not, or simply go to a restaurant and have a meal with your family, or not. And I think that that uh, should always be the basis of American society and American living, regardless of what political side you represent, no matter what your religion or what you believe, you should always in America have the right to be free, in my opinion, and, and to choose. It's, it's always been our God-given right to uh, be Americans, to be free, to have the right to travel, and the right not to be hassled by government interference on any level, because that was the basis of the Constitution, it was to provide documentation for a country that uh, it would be ruled again like, like, like peasants and, and kings. So... Um, I just hope that going forward that some type of unity comes together. If you're, I'm not 
I don't dislike or look down on anybody that wants to get the vaccination. If that's what you want to do, great. Um, I choose not to. I choose for my family not to. I don't think there's been, in my opinion, enough that's gone into it. And uh, I'm just not going to do that. And I'm going to make that call for my family as the head of our household, if you will. And, you know, and uh, quite honestly, I've been against the the mask mandates in our state, too. I just don't think it's healthy. Uh, I think we have an immune system. I think that can work fine. And uh, but that's just how I feel. Steve, do you care to share? Yeah, I will say this. I think that in in situations like this, this is where we are tested. We as Americans have lived our whole lives. Every, anyone that's alive right now has lived their whole lives with an America that stood upon freedom, freedom that was protected by the Constitution of the United States of America. And if we don't stand up for choice in times like this where it's the it feels like this virus is bearing down upon us somebody needs to stand up for choice somebody needs to stand up for the constitution because if you don't stand up for it it will fold without you protecting it somebody needs to be out there speaking those words or people will forget what it was that we started this whole thing for i agree and beautifully said and again like steve said you know, so it's, it's got to be done. So if where you live, you're against vaccination IDs or masks for your children in public schools, well, then do something about it. Run for your local school board. That's where it starts. That's where you can make a difference in most children's lives. Everyone's thinking, oh, should I run for House of Representatives or Senate? No. Run local. Make a local difference because you are the ones that will have a say in what goes on in the children. If you have a business and uh, you want to be profitable – Look, be safe and leave it up to the public. There has been, and I am only speak for the state of Pennsylvania, there has been no trace back of COVID-19 to any restaurants or any gyms because typically they're the, the cleanest places. And yet they were one of the hardest hit industries. Leave it, give a choice because even, even with the government stepping in and locking us down, we should have still had the choice to have our businesses open, not be told to close. Because again, it goes back to what we were just saying a few moments ago. If you want to go out, great. If you want to stay home, great. But this is America and we should always have the choice. Very well said. And until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.